A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Strikers playing today, who would you most closely compare yourself to? Wow, that is a that's a that's a very very good question, difficult one to answer. Modern day striker, I'd like to think I score goals like Harry Kane. I've mm-hmm. uh, obviously had the I've had the privilege of working with Harry when he came in as a I think kid. That's a two way street. Um, I think he's a lucky man too. And I think that I don't like to say things like, well, I, I'd like to think that. I influenced him and helped him. I hope I did. But I, I saw a lot in his mentality and his approach and the way he arrived at the club as a young man, as a young boy, and developed himself and, and was had a, a, an amazing desire, desire to improve, to score goals. And the most important thing was he loved scoring goals and that's what he's gone on to do to an extraordinary level, I believe, over the last few years. So... I'd like to be considered or compared with, with Harry Kane, would you believe? No, that's a nice answer. I know that in your days at Spurs as one of the coaching staff, you worked very hard on his finishing, supplying him crosses, looking at how he hit the ball, the timing of his arrival, which foot he would finish with. And and a couple of people have spoken to me about him. I remember speaking to David Pleat, who was your manager in that season when Maybe you're maybe you're at your peak, I don't know, but certainly your numbers and a cup final. I remember him talking about watching Harry when he was both in the reserves and on loan and thinking, gosh, Harry, you've just not got that that turn of pace into a situation that you can see or away from a player. And he remembered watching him about six months later and Harry had shed a little bit of weight and, and Pleat had said to him, learn to read more so that it compensates for maybe if you haven't got an unbelievable sprint. David said that that Kane had taken that, worked on it, and utterly transformed himself to the point that David was like, was that the same player? That's the kind of determination to self-improve that you're talking about. Absolutely. He he had a desire to improve every aspect of his game. Mentally, he was strong. He had to be. You have to be to to get to the level he had. Physically, he worked tirelessly at trying to find that little bit more pace. Technically, unbelievable in the way that he improved himself and that was hours of practice a real desire and then then that belief to carry that through um, and Harry did that nothing but admiration for him I held my hand up said it many times before when he arrived you couldn't see Harry Kane doing what he's done today at that stage and he has to take full credit for that what did you try and apart from the, the day-to-day doing what did you try and tell him just just have that desire to to want to to want to be the best to want to improve but he 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 wanted that competition he wanted every day at the end just do that little bit more 
come on coach let's let's have a competition and and I, I'd laugh about it now I joke about it now it probably was about a year 18 months before in those shootouts he was beating me and when he was beating me you knew uh, that's it I hold my hand up you've you not that you've done it but you're on your way you're because ready, he man. had that he had that desire every day every day he wanted to do it he what, wanted to improve. what were the shootouts it just might be, you know, six shots from an angle or, or whatever it was, ten volleys, just in, honing all those all those skills, but wanting to be, like we said, practice makes perfect, and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be. Every time that chance come, and now, whenever you see him, I always feel, and you look at him, when that chance comes, more often than not, he's going to take it, he's going to score, but he's had to work to get to that position. One of the people I listened to chatting about him was in Barcelona. Mickey Hazard said that he reckons, I think he believes, that Harry wants to beat Jimmy Greaves' Spurs scoring record. It's it's amazing that, I mean, not everybody listening to this will even understand that. What a, what a Graham, can I stop you there? Was. I grew up listening to my father telling me he was the greatest goal scorer he's ever seen. Mm. And he replaced my father. Everyone says, my dad played in the best Tottenham team ever, 60 The double winners, the double, right? the, Every Tottenham team since has been living up to that team and has not matched it. My dad, who played in that team and was one of three who played every game that season, then was replaced by Jimmy Greaves. And yet my father still was telling me years later, he was the greatest goal scorer I've ever seen. He was just amazing. If you can beat a fraction of what Jimmy Greaves is as a goal scorer, watch him. Watch the way he passes the ball into the corner of the net. That's a phrase to... that people use. So just, for, again, for those who haven't seen Jimmy, when we talk about passing the ball, try and put yourself in Jimmy's boots. What does that mean when that phrase... Because it, it's a phrase that just gets repeated now, Clive. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to smash the ball. It doesn't have to be the hardest shot in the world to score, to beat the goalkeeper. There's angles, there's opportunities, there's openings that you have to have an appreciation and then you have to have an ability that you can actually pass it. Like passing it past a defender into a space or into a, a teammate, you can pass it into the back of the net. And Jimmy Greaves was the greatest of anyone doing that and his record is there. He's obviously, his, record, his club record is there to be beaten. I think there's a link between two players. Gerd Muller moved a lot less than Jimmy. Jimmy's movement was as if he, his feet didn't touch he the was, ground. He was incredibly quick yeah. across the ground, uh, very nimble, athletic. Really Muller, graceful. Muller was the bomber, wasn't he? He was the mm. solid, he was a great finisher. The finishing is, is where I see a link, not just that they scored goals, but Muller was all about the simplest way to get the ball past the goalkeeper. Yeah. It was that whatever is the right thing, I'll do it. It doesn't have to be flair or power, it's just get it, get it in where he can't touch it. And, and that linked into to, to the great Jimmy Greaves for me. And Messi too, because Messi will, will, you know, he's got all kinds of tricks. And, and Messi probably, I think, even though I didn't see Jimmy play live, probably will prove to have been the more all-round footballer. And, and he's not been tempted in any way off the pitch, which has kept him great for, for longer. But Messi isn't about, again, for him, it's about like, I'm going to turn, I'm going to take you on a track you don't want to go to, and when you think you've got me, I'm going to go one step more and I'm going to angle it past the goalkeeper. It doesn't have to be power. And to me, it's evocative of, of Jimmy Greaves, and that's why it took so long for Messi to, to, to overtake Jimmy Greaves' record. People forget that too. Absolutely. And, and can Harry do it? I think he can. Mm. I think uh, it's not going to be easy, and he needs, obviously, that there has to be some good fortune about it as well because he needs to stay fit. He needs to stay athletic. He needs to have that desire. And as long as he has that, 
he has a, he has a chance of doing it. It's a funny old thing. I think he was in the Arsenal system, and he was let go. Yes, or at least it didn't happen for him there. But in in your honest assessment of saying that you didn't quite see it when he came, it wasn't certainly wasn't Harry Kane that you see now. Maybe that's how you get away. How why a great player, which but, he is now, but slips Graham, through a there, system. There was one thing that stood out with Harry Kane from the very first moment he walked into the club, playing in the the, the academy sides wherever he was playing. He might have had the quietest game, but the ball drops in the box. And who's there and who scores? Harry Kane. So then, as a development coach at that time, mm-hmm. you speak to the, the academy uh, manager, Alex Inglethorpe, who was coaching him in the early days. You, they go away the next week, so obviously you're, you're taking your group. You don't see the academy. You come back. How'd you get on? What was, who played well? As are the, you know, the normal sorts of questions that you'll be asking the academy coach. And finally, who scored? Well, yeah, we, uh, we won 4-2. Um, it might have been Andrews Townsend at the time, Ryan Mason, and Harry Kane scored two. So the following week, they're back at home, so you make a point. You're there watching the academy boys playing. Quiet game, nil-nil. All of a sudden, ball drops. No one really is impressing. Ball drops. Who's there? Harry Kane, goal. Ah, oh, right. So three weeks on the bounce, he's he's had chances. He scored goals. And straight away, you know uh, there's something there because that doesn't happen by chance. OK, that's... You've anticipated the next question. You did that. So why does that happen? How does it happen? Because you you have to have a, a, an incredible strength of, of belief and mentality that you've got to get in the right places. You've got, to, you've got to anticipate and expect it to happen. And if you keep doing that and then you hone your ability, you can, you can put the ball, you can put the finishing touch, you can put the ball in the back of the net. And that, that's what Harry's done. But it's not all logical. Some of it's a sixth sense that some strikers have, right? Or Absolutely, yeah. You can see that in strikers. There's strikers that they're not prominent in the game in certain other areas, but when it comes, they come alive. Terry Venables always used to say about me, when I worked for him, and I worked for him on three different occasions, one of the best coaches I've ever worked for, he used to say to me, Clive, I love it when you score. And I said, well, why is that? He said, because you come alive. He said, all of a sudden, I can see that you're looking for the next one. It's not, I've scored, you're looking for the next one. And you're alive, you're, you're looking for that space. Where's the ball going to drop? What's going to happen next? And he said, and he always said that to me. And if I'd had a game or two where I hadn't scored, the, the biggest lesson that he taught me was that if I was, say, out of form goal-scoring-wise, which fortunately wasn't too often, three or four games you didn't score, he actually said to me one day, I don't want you to practice, because I practised every day. I was doing extra finishing every day after. It was just the, the routine, the way I worked. He said, I don't want you to practice, and it was like, I, I can't do that. He said, no, and I'll tell you why. Why is that, Terry? Because you're practising bad habits. At the moment, you're out of form, your timing's just off, so you're actually practising a bad habit. So don't do it. You'll play, you'll score, he said, and then you've got to practice because then you're practicing the right things. Your timing's good. You're making things permanent. And that was one of the, one of the I think, greatest lessons for me as a goal scorer at, at the time when I was playing. But Terry, apart from being right, Terry's also a man who, who finds it very easy to convince people because he, he's utterly, he's a leader, proper leader, really beguiling man. He, he, t- he told us once we, we went to his lovely hotel, um, Hidden Hotel uh, near Alicante 
He told us he was he's quite keen on sprinting, and and did he get you sprinting? Certainly at Palace, he got the players, and I think he takes credit for Kenny Sanson sprint. But anyway, he he was pretty big on sprinting. He he was innovative all all his career as a coach, and that was that was one of the. I always felt just he, he loved players asking questions because he invariably had the answers, and he he wanted players, he wanted them to express their imagination in the way that they worked. And I always said, what, people say, what was, what, was his best, what was his biggest strength? And I'd say that he'd put a session on, maybe it be for the forwards or even me as an individual, and two or three weeks down the road, in a game, something would happen, you'd make a run, you'd go into a, a, an area or a situation that you'd practised a few weeks back, not just a few days ago, and it happened. And the chance came, you scored the goal, and, and he knew, and you knew as a player. And that's where he was very special. Do you ever sung with him? No. Oh, only only a cup final song, Queen's Park Rangers, but I can't sing. He could sing. He's got a voice, doesn't he? He's got a voice, yeah. Only t- it, see, Old London again does me in, but like only Terry could get married on the morning of a North London derby and have his opposite number, George Graham, as his, his best, best man. man. They, they nick off to the game. And if I'm not wrong, I think George did Terry 4-0. I'm sure it was Terry's wedding. And Arsenal did. <laughs> and then obviously George, like that? Then, then George worked with him and he was the coach at Queen's Park Rangers when I was there. So Terry was manager. George was actually um, an academy manager initially when he first started. My cousin Martin, who, who played as, a, as a, a youth team player under George Graham. And I remember Martin saying to me, first week in, he said to me, I said, like, you know, what's George like? How is he? And I'm, I'm a senior player at the time, working for Terry Venables as, a, as the manager. He said, he's going to be a top manager, and that was my 17-year-old cousin in his first week working with George Graham. Football sense, I suppose. Football, football knowledge and the football life. That, that's the way it's been. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.